hear from Making Contact Storytelling Fellow Ivan Rodriguez about his experience with institutional racism and the hidden effects it has on his community. Sit back because Ivan's about to take us for a ride. Cycling has been like a small getaway for me. It feels like you can get a moment of silence, you can be alone with your thoughts and reflect. Around my home, that best happens at night when you can get the whole street to yourself. Wide, smooth, there's no traffic, that's a dream. I've been riding my bike since I was 10 years old. I remember I learned in my backyard and my parents were always hovering over me because they didn't want me to get hurt. And so when they did let me out into the street, I would always go further than I should have. And it was around that time that I started realizing that the area around me was gray and dull and really just not friendly. The entire area is like this. All of Southeast LA, which includes Vernon, especially Vernon, being that their motto is exclusively industrial. So right now we're standing on Slauson and Alameda. Um, this is the border between Huntington Park and the city of Vernon. So when you stand at the corner, you see um, city of Vernon. And what's interesting about this is that they have their own logo which is kind of like a cog and you know it says city of vernon california founded 1905 exclusively industrial it's funny because it's not with what looks you know a lot of industry in the background with a lot of smoke a lot of pollution coming off of the uh off of the factories in the background i had never really thought about the health impacts of living here i think like everyone else we believe that it's well contained and it's not affecting me, but my mom got really sick at this one point and I didn't know where to point my frustrations at. This is difficult for me, then it has to be really difficult for you. Around this time, my sister Erica really gave me another perspective on how to look at the situation, how to approach this, um, just what was happening, you know. LA is one of the dirtiest cities in the entire nation. It's, it's every, it's all of us, it's this entire area. The only places where I think the air gets a little, a little better is, you know, out where the upper middle class uh, white people live. Before I understood environmental racism, it was already having an effect on me. It really did change my perspective. A lot of people, when they get into hard times, they get into drink or drugs, you know, what have you luckily for me when I found myself in that situation I found Jesus um, you're gonna have to move up so let me show you how this let me show you how this thing works so so Jesus is one of my oldest friends I've known him for about 10 years now we bonded for the first time over bicycles I inspired you I inspired you okay well good now you found I'm your Yoda for bike so, truth be said, Jesus was not my Yoda of bicycles, but we did learn everything together. So, at this time, I I would ride my bicycle just to be alone, to get, you know, time to just reflect, and music seemed to be an escape. And I attached a speaker to my bicycle, so I used to always play music whenever I would ride. <laughs> Thank you.
Against the Machines was one of my favorite bands and I would play No Shelter. The song inspired me to take action and made me want to do something. It brought, it brought an urgency to my mental door. that it inspired me to take was to spread the truth about the pollution in Los Angeles and the conditions of the environment and the quality of the air in this area. After realizing that, you know, all of this was happening to me, um, the way that I was able to overcome it was by getting others to join, to join and know about that struggle. The way that I did that was by creating a bicycle club and taking kids my age who had never been outside of their city into all kinds of cities in Los Angeles. So. so the bike club started with just an idea and I felt as though it was going to be hard to take off if I didn't have a, a reliable support group. So luckily I had Jesus and I had other friends who were supportive of the idea. And it took about a year, so I was kind of iffy about whether or not it was going to happen at all. When it came time to the for the first ride, and we had been advertising for this first ride for about two weeks, we weren't sure if anyone was going to show up. We were kind of scared that no one was going to show up. Yeah. So right now where we are, we are in front of my old high school. This is Huntington Park High School. Uh, so in all of our time as a club, uh, we only met in two different places. One being this high school, uh, right on the steps, we would meet up and leave for our rides, and in and out which is on Pacific, um, two streets that way. And it turned out that 25 people showed up for this first ride. This is, um, this is Miles, actually. Uh, crossing over Slauson, um, going east, becomes Soto. Soto is known for crossing into Vernon and over up to East LA. Less than two miles away from the high school, we pulled into this McDonald's parking lot because someone had a bloody nose, someone else's throat was burning. Uh, this is where Bandini Boulevard and 37th Street kind of cross. Um, so 37th Street turns into Bandini. Right across the street from the Farmer John's, which has the worst stench uh, in the world. This is the factory. You know, this is where they, it's, a, it's basically a slaughterhouse. Um, so the funny thing like is that they have these murals painted outside day, of uh, what is a family-friendly farm, right? There's all these pigs running around kids, farmers, his wife, a barn, and, you know, ironically, it's in the middle of all this industry. The smell that you, that, the smell that comes to you is, um, there's bacon in the air, there's smog, oil, um, and all of this, it just, it gets down in your throat, up in your nose. You know, if we were, this isn't just a, a cyclist problem, if we were standing outside my house for maybe 30 minutes, uh, or even an hour, you'd get the same effect. Um, so it's just it's just that we're on a bike that we it's more obvious but this is happening to everyone who's just outside in this area once you've been biking for a while what you want to do is you want to drink water uh, wash out your mouth um, and then and then drink water so you want to spit out everything that that you've been breathing in so far because you're you're more in touch with you're in with your surroundings as a cyclist 
you're riding your bicycle through the roads and you're aware of the quality of the air you're aware of how much traffic there is and you're just more in touch with your surroundings as a cyclist but i think everyone in this area has a different opinion on how the environment affects their lives for me environmental racism is waking up around 1 a.m in the morning and listening to the train crossing by Huntington Park filled with uh, chemicals. Environmental racism is living next to all of these industries and never even noticing them. Environmental racism is our pediatrician saying our daughter will most likely have asthma because of where we live. Environmental racism is explaining to my younger siblings why it smells bad outside. Uh, environmental racism is when uh, the 5.7 million children who go to school in the blast radius of an oil train are primarily uh, children of color and poor children. For Making Contact, I'm Ivan Maceda Rodriguez in South Los Angeles.